Hello and welcome to Sovereign Sobriety. My name is Karen Kane and I am a religious science practitioner, transformation coach, and a booty yoga instructor. Now, I wasn't always this way. As a matter of fact, I was pretty much, I was a full-time drunk. I drank, I started drinking when I was 15, and I continued till I was 45. I had a couple of little spurts of sobriety here and there, but it wasn't until I was 45 till I got sober, for real, and now I'm six years sober. I am a divorced mom of a teenage son. I'm a sister, a daughter, a friend, and I share my story because I know where I was and I know where I am now and I know that I never have to be where I was and nor do you. And that's why I show up every day sharing my story because that's a long time going from the age of 15 to 45 and it's progressive. So the the obsession with alcohol, the obsession and almost like a marriage, honestly, because it was more important than anything else in my life. So the question today is, is getting sober hard? Is it difficult? And what do you think the answer is? Are you sober? Have you been sober? Are you trying to get sober? So what is the answer? The answer is yes. It is hard. It is difficult. And what I can also tell you is like anything I've ever done since I got sober that I've been proud of and that has like leveled me up and and given me, you know, fulfilled some, some hole in my soul has been hard. And I've failed a lot of times. It's also Tenacious Thursday, by the way. I just realized that because this is kind of about that. Um, never giving up and just holding on for what you want to stand for and who you are. Now, okay. So let's get back to the topic of is it difficult? Well, I'm going to share with you this. It is way more difficult if you're not ready, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, if you are not prepared to, <laughs> to, 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 uh, to, to see your demons, you know, to face the real you and then face things that you, if you want, can heal. And to be able to break patterns, possibly change relationships that were comfortable, comfortable. Um, the reason why I drank, so I'm always going to be sharing my story and my perspective. You are not me. I am not you. Everyone is in a unique individualization. But we are all children of God. We're all perfect, whole, and complete. 
but we're different. We've all had different experiences. And so I ask that you put myself yourself in my shoes. And what I'm going to do is try to put, put myself in your shoes or put myself in my shoes when I was trying to get sober numerous times. Now, I wish I knew how old I was the first, oh, well, the very first time I was probably, and I wasn't really trying. I was like, let me try to be sober for like 30 days. I don't remember how, if it was a week or if it was 30 days, but whatever the first time it was, I was young and I, I, it was hard because I didn't want to do it. And I was always around people, places, and things that revolved drinking. So one thing is, when you learn um, of how to stay sober in early sobriety, you stay away from people, places, and things that can be triggers or where you would go often or people you would drink with often because that's a trigger. Why would you want to torture yourself like that when you're trying to save yourself? When you're trying to find yourself, when you're trying to stand in your truth, when you're trying to figure out who the hell you are. I mean, I didn't know who I was because I listened to everybody else. I was codependent. And what does that mean? I worried about everybody else and focused my time on everybody else and I because I didn't want to deal with my own personal crap. And how did I cope with that? I drank to numb myself and to check out and not take responsibility for my own bullshit. I didn't go to college. I just felt like a failure, like a total lame piece of shit. I mean, I'm just going to say it because I wasn't doing what the normal like society made you think you had to do. Go to college get married, have a kid. Man, if I could do it all over again, first of all, like you don't have to get married. You don't have to have a kid. Um, You don't. And I'm not saying it's wrong, but, you know, for the right person, maybe those things are not right. And I made some serious mistakes listening to other people, big mistakes. To this day, I regret, but I can't change the past and everything is happening for us, not to us, for us, not to us. But what I will tell you is when I chose to change my life for me. My why is my son. But I didn't, I had to do it for me. The mom status of I'm a mom. What kind of mom do you want to be, Karen? How do you want to go down in the family history? I've had family members pass right before I got sober. I I mean, or like right, gosh, was it right when I got sober? Right when I got sober, I had a, a family member pass and, you know, they definitely lived a life of addiction. 
struggled, 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 struggled. And um, I think it's really important to, to really put yourself out there when you need help and to put yourself, surround yourself by people who get it, who people who have been there. And that's called AA. And I didn't want to go to AA when I was 23 years old. I didn't want to go to AA when I was 30-something years old. I didn't want to go to AA when I was 45 years old. But guess what? Guess what? That's where I finally got my sobriety and I, I kept it. And it's not one meeting a week. I did 90 meetings in 90 days. And you know what? In the grand scheme of how many years I was in active addiction, 90 days is nothing to get your life back, to gain your yourself back. Now, it takes time. Granted. Okay? But in six years, let me just share, you know, I, I accomplished all those things. And now I'm able to share, experience strength and hope, experience strength and hope. And with today's, you know, uh, capability, I can blast it all over the world to help maybe that one person, <laughs> I gotta wipe my nose, to maybe help that one person in wherever, get, get, a, get a little hope that day. The other thing is blame. You can't blame anybody for where you are in life. I could say, oh, I could, I could try, and I did for a long time. Plays a little violin for me. Oh, feel sorry for me because I didn't go to college. Feel sorry for me because, um, you know, people in my life made me feel unworthy. Feel sorry for me because my, you know, per person that I love so much abandoned me when I was young. Oh, feel sorry for me because, you know, I could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. But until you're ready to take full responsibility and ownership for your life and where you are and everything you've been through, good luck. Good luck. You got to do it for you. Nobody's going to save you. Nobody really cares, quite honestly. You know, they might be worried about their reputation oh shit, you know, that's my really good friend and she's like telling the world that she's an alcoholic and I, she, every everybody knows I totally hang out with her all the time, you know? Um, whoa, that was so weird. I just saw on my timer, I saw 11, 11, and then one. That was so weird. Um, those numbers are always appearing for me. <laughs> 11, 11, and, and 1, 1, 1. So, um, wild. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so here's the thing. Is, um, is it hard? Yeah, but everything's hard. That's worth, and, and that, that's worth it. That brings you change, brings you joy and fulfillment, and fills that void. I had this void inside of me, that lack of love for myself. And you can't love 
really anybody else the way you truly are meant to love until you love yourself. And so if you're ready to get sober, be ready to have massive, to, to take massive action and possibly completely do a 180 in your life. And also be understanding that relationships change. And that's okay because you know what? You're not here to live somebody else's life. You're not here to live the way somebody else thinks you, to li- thinks you should live, which is that's how I live most of my life. Most of my life I lived um, worried about what other people thought or people telling me, oh, you should do this. You should do that. You know what? Nowadays I'll be like, you should shut up. And you, you need to go. <laughs> so that's called standing in your truth, creating boundaries, healthy boundaries. No, I wouldn't say you should shut up, but like you can say, whoop, zip it. This this discussion is over. I will ask you to please, you know, let's not discuss this anymore. And thank you. So we can set healthy boundaries for ourselves and to protect what we believe in, if we have certain values and integrity and, you know, we are living a certain way and standards, and if somebody's not in line with that, in alignment with what we believe and how we live our lives and the integrity and our values, our core values, then maybe, you know, that relationship might be put on hold or it might end, or maybe you're just taking a break until, you know, people are changing all the time. Everything is changing. Nothing's permanent. Everything is changing. Nothing's permanent. So I've learned to release attachment. Just let go. Let God. That's one of the AA things. And, you know, you'll see like signs. Let go, let God, because we have no control over anything. We have control of ourselves. We can't change anybody else. We can change ourselves, but ultimately, you know, um, our higher self, God is guiding us and everything is happening for our greatest and highest good. And yeah, maybe we're on this ride like this. Or maybe, you know, maybe just on that hamster wheel that I was on for so long and I was so sad and depressed. And I just wanted to check out and be somewhere else, not here. I I didn't know how to cope. I had no coping skills. I had zero confidence, zero self-love. But let me tell you what. Once I started, once I got sober, for me, and I started doing the work, and I started going to meetings, and I met people, I went to therapy, I started working out, I started putting nutritional, nutritious food in my body. That's when I started to get more confidence. And I started to build up, oh man, you know, this feels good. This feels good. I feel good. I'm not like on anything either. Like I'm not drinking anything. I'm, I'm high on life. So once you start to get a little taste of that high on life without anything, like all natural, That's when the magic really starts to happen. (laughs) You got to do it for you and be prepared for it to be a challenge. But you're never alone. 
And you know what? You don't have to worry about like anything that happens. It's happening for you. Trust me. All the evil on your path gets burned. All the evil on your path gets burned. That's a lyric part of um, the song by Satsang. I am. Great song. Any of you listening to this, go check that song out. It's called I Am by Satsang. S-A-T-S-A-N-G. All the evil on your path, on my path gets burned. Don't worry about the future because we can't change the future. There is no future. All we have, we can't change the past. We have no idea what the future is because it's always right now. Right now. So you live in the moment. You stand in your truth. You put yourself around people, places, and things that support you. Like yoga, um, fitness, healthy food, um, people, like in meetings, like-minded people that will love you and support you until you can do that for somebody else. And that's why I'm showing up today, Sovereign Sobriety. Thank you so much for being here. If you liked this content, like, subscribe, click the bell so that you get notifications when I go live or I upload a new video. You can also sign up for um, newsletters. I'm not sure. Everything's happening really quickly, so there might be a Sovereign Sobriety. I'm not sure yet, but right now it'll be Karen Kane at KarenKane.com. All right? Or, yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for being here. Peace, love, and namaste. And have a great rest of your day. You're awesome. You're amazing. You're perfect, whole, and complete just as you are. And you're always loved because you are love. Bye.